Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Thank you, JJ, for that introduction. I also want to thank all my listeners from this entire globe. I am so excited that Never Ever Give Up Hope is now heard, listened to in over 120 different countries. What that tells me because of the show growing so rapidly and reaching so many people in so many parts of this world that people, no matter where they come from, what their backgrounds are, what their financial positions are, we all want the message of hope. And that is what the show is all about, giving hope to those who may be hopeless at the moment who want to possibly share that message with someone they know that is going through a struggle, but also just to hear the stories, the stories that are remarkable and so inspiring. Even when we're in a good place, it's still wonderful to be inspired by people who have taken and changed their life, totally turned it around from being in a state where they didn't know what they were going to to do next to a place where they are not only in a completely different mindset, but also helping others. And the stories that these people share always have an upside, giving tips and helps and strategies to move to a better place in this life. So I am so appreciative both to my listeners and, of course, to my awesome guests. With me today, I have Tara Massan. Tara Massan is a life coach and a writer who has been featured in Life Hack, Womanightly, Her Magazine, The Huffington Post, Elite Daily, and she's also been featured in The Wall Street Journal. She is the creator, founder of be moved, which she's going to talk extensively with us today. Tara created Be Moved because she knows what it's like to live with negativity and no direction in your life, to feel lost, hopeless, and powerless to do anything about it. Tara had a meltdown and she had to ask herself, is this life, is this the life that I want for myself? Or is there a better one? And I'm happy to say that she chose a better life and is here today to share that with us who may be going through similar circumstances or just need to be inspired by someone who has been there, done that, 
and is going forward. Welcome, Tara. Thank you so much for having me, Carol. I'm excited to be here. And we're excited to hear what you have to share. So let's start way back when you worked as a paralegal. You were working for a prestigious law firm in Minnesota, probably a coveted position by many. (laughs) And yet it wasn't bringing the happiness that you were hoping for. Now, what happened that caused you at that point in your life to go into your deep depression and literally struggle every single day before going to work? Sure. So what really happened was, you know, in from the beginning of high school, I was taught that you graduate high school, you go to college, you get a fantastic job that offers health benefits and a retirement account, and you find your life partner and you start building your future and save up for retirement. And I thought that meant happiness. And what really happened in my 30s, I woke up on my 30th birthday and I had realized that I am 30 and I am so depressed. And it was a moment for me that it was literally a slap in the face, meaning that my depression crept in slowly. It lurked around the corner. It didn't necessarily, I was, I didn't necessarily, I would feel super depressed. However, I knew something was missing in my life. I knew that I wasn't fulfilled and I wasn't happy. However, I thought that by having a good job and doing all the things that society tells us that we need to do, that I was just being dramatic. And so I continued to work in the legal field as a paralegal. And if anyone knows about a paralegal's um, job requirements, um, they know that it's stressful. And they also know that oftentimes paralegals are, their their hard work is overlooked and mm. not seen. So what happened, the, the aha moment for me, unfortunately, was um, one day I was in my office working on a case and an attorney I had worked for had come into my office, shut the door and proceeded to scream bloody murder at hmm. me. And it was terrible. Um, and I'm a confident person and ended up, you know, in tears. She left and I just shut the door and I sat in silence for a little bit and really asked myself a few questions. And that was, you know, why am I allowing this negativity to prosper in my life? Why am I allowing my day-to-day, Monday through Friday, 50 hours a week to be stressful, to be filled with disrespect? Why am I doing this? And immediately I got up and went into my office manager's Um, office and I told her that I was leaving for the day I didn't ask I just told her (laughs) and um, you know on my drive home I ended up at a stoplight and I was perplexed and this amazing question popped up in my head and that was this life or something better I became obsessed with that question until I arrived home. So for about 15 minutes, I just kept repeating that over and over again. And when I arrived home, I sat at my kitchen table, you know, my eyes are all puffy. And keep in mind, this wasn't just a one-time situation. This was 12 years of continuous disrespect, 
um, of my hard work. And so at this moment, I sat at my kitchen table and I took out a piece of paper and grabbed a pen and I drew a vertical line down the piece of paper. And on the right-hand side, I wrote down what I stood for in life. And on the left-hand side, I wrote down what I did not stand for in life. And, of course, I approached the negative first. I started writing down things like, what, okay, what don't I stand for? I don't stand for meanness. I don't stand for disrespect and abuse and disingenuous relationships and hate and all these things. And I listed around 20 different things. And then I looked to the column next to it and I was like, okay, well, I really need to define what I do stand for. So I took my time and I came up with a list. You know, I stand for fairness, being kind, loving myself, honoring my feelings, believing in myself, and came up with a list of 22. I had to match the negative and Mm -hmm. positive. Mm -hmm. And when I figured this out, what I realized, what I had in front of me was this piece of gold. It was my spine. It was something that would guide me through life to carry me through um, negative situations or any sort of obstacles I would face. So after I came up with this list of what I stand for in life and what I don't stand for in life, then things really started to change. And every single day from that day on, I would wake up in the morning and I made a commitment that I knew I didn't like my job. I knew I was depressed. I knew I was unhappy. However, I also knew that I wanted something better. So it was up to me to create that. Every single morning, and still to this day, I wake up and I pay myself first, meaning I have a morning routine. Before I do any sort of work, I wake up and I'll do 15 minutes of yoga, and I'll read something inspiring, and I'll drink a cup of hot lemon water, whatever I feel I need to do that day. And that really started the momentum of all these small little habits that finally resulted in me quitting my job uh, this February 2016 um, to really start B-Move. So one of the things that you are suggesting is to create good habits. And so by that, you have to look at habits that are negative. Yes, absolutely. And that was part of your list as well? Yes. Um, So, you know, I wrote down on on my list of things that I stand for and things I don't stand for, I defined certain habits or activities that did not serve me. Habits and activities that did not serve what I did stand for. So, for example, one of the things that I do not stand for is surrounding myself with negativity, whether that be a specific environment or even a specific person. I I just will not tolerate that. And with that complete shift, I was able to literally free myself. I mean, granted, this didn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. It was a persistent habit that happened every single day. But it was something that was necessary so I could create a life that I imagined, a life that was in line with what I stood for. 
you know, as you're talking about that list, I'm thinking about parenting because that's probably also a very good idea for parents to implement with their children because our personalities are formed very young. And so how could you develop that so that you can implement that same thing with, with raising children or, 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 or students? Have you thought about that or do you do that in your, in your courses? You know, I'm not a parent yet. Um, I hope that will be in the near future. Um, however, I think and know that this practice is applicable for a teacher with a body of students or a parent with their children. And, you know, it could start with um, the act and foundation of gratitude. You know, um, what do you stand for in life? Well, how about let's stand for being grateful for all that we have and building off of that, meaning that if you put I am great, you know, I have a gratitude practice every single day, whether that be a group of students or a child, then the opposite of it would be, you know, I take things for granted or I act in or I have behaviors that do not serve all the opportunities I've been given. Um, And, you know, when it comes to parenting, I think, you know, approaching your children with a mindset of what you do stand for and do not stand for in how your child behaves and how they grow and how they prosper as um, little people would be an excellent way to raise them. I never thought of that. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I was just dealing with somebody this morning, actually, with a problem with their child. And and as you were talking, that's Actually, what I was thinking of is is the child is angry and is not able to control their anger. And basically, that's what you're talking about is we choose to control the negatives with a balance in the positives. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so easy to fall into negative thought patterns, you know, and to be mindfully aware of how you're thinking and how your behaviors then come out is that that takes work. And, yes. Yes. Um, you know, but it's so worth it. Well, it's a discipline, isn't it? Absolutely. It's a habit. Yes. It, it's a habit. Now, going back a little bit to when you were working as a paralegal and you were and you were not happy, and I understand not just a paralegal, but I think also sometimes nurses or other people who do a lot of the grunge work, who do a lot of the work that doesn't get recognized, are are probably going through similar depressions and anxieties because they they feel that they are in fact doing all the work not getting the recognition they deserve not that they're looking for a pat on the back but it does wear on you my question to you is this there are people in that position but they certainly can't quit their jobs do you have a course or something that can help people where they're at without making a drastic life change. Absolutely. Um, And, 
you know, I actually developed a four-week course, and it's called the Inspirational Living the Action Course. And what it helps students do is live in the present, but it makes them accountable for the present. So you may not like your job. You may not feel appreciated by your spouse. You may not have the things you desire or where you thought you would be at this time in your life. However, what you do have is now, and you have the ability to eliminate negativity in your life. You do have the ability to create a life you desire. So I I created this four-week course, and it literally was born out of my own pain. It is a blueprint of what I did in order to create a life I desired. Now, that is unique and different for everyone. Um, and what the course does, it's four weeks, and it requires a lot of in-depth analysis. And, you know, the first week, you're going to be really addressing the hard things in life. And that begins with becoming aware of your limiting beliefs and further removing them and creating and crafting personal exercises to address your limiting beliefs and remove them from your life. And another aspect of week one is to reduce negativity in your life, meaning where are you putting yourself? You know, where are you exposing yourself in life? Are you exposing yourself to negative situations and people? And if so, how can you remove yourself or at least cope in a healthy way with boundaries. Now, the course then moves through getting to know your spirit and being able to practice compassion with yourself. Oftentimes, as caregivers and as females, we will disregard our feelings. Um, we often hear that we are emotional creatures or that, you know, you're just being quote-unquote emotional, but let your emotions guide you. They are a feedback mechanism for your life. So it's getting in tune with your spirit. And the third week is learning how to start a gratitude practice, living with a grateful heart and opening up the doors in your life, the opportunities that are in your life right now for you to create more inspiration, for you to create more happiness. Because I believe that happiness isn't something you chase. It is something that you create. And the final week of the course is habits, putting these lessons of weeks one, two, and three into place for years to come. And I know this course sounds like a lot, and it is. I will be honest. It is, it's for someone who's ready to take action in their life, and that is exactly what I did. So essentially, I am really exposing my um, blueprint for what I did. And I'm not suggesting that everyone go out and quit their job. <laughs> Instead, I'm, I'm suggesting that you have the ability to create a life you love. And it sounds corny, but it's the truth. Um, we have so many opportunities in front of us to create a better life. And it starts with getting out of your head. And it starts with action. And attitude. And attitude, absolutely. That's right. The attitude of gratitude. 
<laughs> you know, I I can't say enough. You know, I was just writing that in my gratitude journal this morning. So I'm grateful to have an attitude of gratitude. Your course is four weeks. Is it yes. is it an extensive course with like a lot of homework, or is it something that you do one day for four weeks, or how is it laid out? Sure, great question. So every week you will receive two to three workbooks, and each workbook is, and granted this course is self-paced. However, I suggest that you move through the course diligently within four weeks. So you get one to two um, self-reflection workbooks, and you start with them. You know, there's literature in the beginning, and then there's prompts thought-provoking questions that get you really thinking, and then there's action steps of how to apply them to your life. Then besides the workbooks, you also receive additional resources. You receive articles that supplement the workbooks, and you also receive videos that supplement the workbooks. So one week of the course will come with workbooks, additional readings, and videos to supplement your your new habits and mindset. So it's intense. It is. It is. You know, um, but I've received 100% feedback from my students, and a few of them have actually taken the course and have recommended it to a friend and so on. Um, so I know that it is intensive. It is an action course, but you what you put in, you get out. Well, that's the whole idea of, you know, do you want to go through life without change? Or do you want to go through life with change, which requires work? Because I think that many people, you know, they they get in the rut of complaining consistently, but not willing to do anything about it, to change that. And that's what you are uh, suggesting and helping those to do that is looking at yourself and then where do I need to change, which is what you did when you sat down at your kitchen table that day, and what do I really want changed? And so then you take the steps to go ahead and do that. But you've what you've done with your course, if I'm hearing you correctly, is you have provided those um, steps. You have provided a guide so that we can not only analyze ourselves, but decide where we want to go forward. Is that, am I reading you correctly? You are absolutely spot on. And, you know, I warn my students the first week is the hardest week. You know, that's when you really need to dig deep and analyze what is going on with your mindset and how you talk to yourself and how you treat mm. yourself. Mm-hmm. And with that awareness developed, oh, you really start to see breakthroughs. Do you deal at all with forgiving yourself? I do. Okay. I do. And um, I can speak from a personal experience, and that is, you know, when I had turned 30 years old, I had developed a a terrible um, how how do I put it I had I developed a terrible love for alcohol and I have now been sober for three years and I had to forgive myself for my destructive habits mm-hmm. I had to forgive myself for my destructive 
behaviors because they were not serving me. But, you know, that forgiveness didn't happen overnight. It is an ongoing process. And I think with anyone who is struggling with forgiveness within themselves, with others, I think the biggest thing that you have to realize is that forgiveness is not a quick fix. It is a progressive, continuous, growing thing. And it has to grow into love. You have to allow yourself to insert and inject gratefulness for the lessons, the hard lessons you learned. You have to inject inspiration and compassion for yourself. And you have to ultimately know that you are better than you were yesterday. Perfect. What do you see in the future as far as do you think this will develop into more courses? What are what are you thinking? Sure. So what I am doing right now is I just opened up my life coaching practice because I'm getting so many emails from my community um, of people who want to connect and connect with active um, motivation and accountability. So I've opened up my life coaching practice. However, I also know that some people are not ready for a life coach, and that's perfectly fine. So in the near future, um, hopefully by the end of December, I will have three more courses ready, and they will be um, two to four weeks. The price point will be a little less than my current course, and they're going to focus on three specific areas. The first area is how to worry less. (laughs) Good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the second one is letting go of the past, which is really funny that you just brought up forgiveness because that's a key part of letting go of the past. And the last one is staying motivated. Um, And, you know, oftentimes people think of motivation as in relation to working out and with Mm -hmm. your business, but motivation applies to everyone, no matter what you're up to. So those three courses will be coming in the next couple months. Excellent. And we'll be sure and keep those on your show notes so that people can tap into them. And I'm sure they'll be on your website as well. Thank you, Carol. Is there anything else that you can think of um, that you want to share that you maybe haven't touched on yet or I haven't asked you about? Sure. Um, I guess, you know, a big thing that makes me me and passionate about what I do, because I'm on a mission to teach a million people how to use inspiration and simple wisdom to create a happier, more fulfilling life. And what I urge people to do is, you know, when New Year's is right around the corner, everyone's getting Mm -hmm. their notebook up and going, all right, I'm going to save XYZ amount of money by this time. I'm going to lose 15 pounds. I'm going to do this activity and this activity. I think those resolutions are fine. Oftentimes we don't meet them. And I think instead of setting these materialistic goals in order to really enhance your life, the best thing that you can do is really think of 
and set a goal and intention of how do I want to feel every day? Mm. And with that, with that intention, the doors start opening up. You know, if you decide that you want to feel relaxed every single day, well, when you move through your day with purpose and intention of feeling relaxed, then you're going to naturally start eliminating stressful activities and putting more relaxing activities and calming activities into your life and so on. So um, if that's one piece of advice I could could offer. I think it's super important. I think that when you change habits too, it kind of mushrooms. Just like bad habits, you go one direction. When you start changing good habits and start changing your attitude, it goes the other direction. And it, it just you know, it grows. It does. It does. And it blossoms into something you would never imagine, which is the great thing about life is that you can, you can create habits that bloom into something you would never even conceive of. It's amazing. It is. (laughs) Makes the journey a lot more pleasurable, doesn't it? (laughs) It does. Absolutely. Is there a book in your future? You know, I've been asked to write a book for a long time, and right now there isn't. Um, I really want to focus on my courses. That's what my readers and my community are asking for at this time. And so I want to develop courses that have a lot of reading material that I write myself Mm -hmm. and lessons that can be implemented into your life right away. Well, that sounds fabulous. I really appreciate what you have shared, and you certainly are inspirational. There's that passion that come is coming across, like you really do want to help. And when you help someone else, we always are helping ourselves too. Yes. So it it mushrooms just like as we mentioned the other does. You know, it goes either direction, and so that's exciting and stimulating. It is, and it is. Great to be stimulated because it gets you motivated to do more than you ever anticipated you could, right? Yeah, it, it, it is. I mean, I am thrilled. Every single day I wake up and I'm excited and ready to tackle on the tasks that I have and, you know, see what happens, what opportunities are born every single day. And that's a great way to live. And I, and I wish that for everyone. Looking for the opportunities every day. Absolutely. Yes, that's an excellent way to to end this conversation. I thank you so much for what you shared. I look forward to having a look at your courses and for the new ones that will be coming out. I don't think that we have to be in a position where we feel we need the course because we all have the opportunity and the desire to change and to grow. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more, Carol. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much, Tara. I appreciate your time, and we look forward to hearing more from you. Thank you, Carol. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Never Ever Give Up Hope, featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, 
If you are still here, there is always hope.